folks, congratulations. You made it to the end of the stretch. Today we're going to be concluding part three of Don't Get Snake Bit. And uh, Rick, I've had a really good time here uh, talking about uh, attitude and how it plays out in our life. And I know last week we could, we concluded with looking at an individual by the name of Judas Iscariot, who was the, the one who actually betrayed Jesus, and uh, how his attitude had a lot to play in that, and how his snake bit, unfortunately, ended up in his ultimate demise to, yeah. to his life as well. But anyway, but I'm excited about Rick, so what are we going to do? Part three, what are we going to talk about and get into? Well, we're going to talk about how to uh, re- respond to a bad attitude. So, if we, you know, if we have a bad attitude racing through our veins like a fiery venom, snake mm-hmm. venom, you know, we can allow it to, to control us. And, you know, we, we do bad things. We lash out. We murmur and complain. Uh, you know, we're snake bit. Um, so how do we prevent being snake bit? Well, instead of letting it control us, we take control. That's it's, right. it's a choice. That's right. You know, you choose to speak those negative words or not. Free will. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. That's right. So uh, we want to start off in James chapter 3, verse 6. And I'm sure this is a verse practically everybody knows. You know, James is a good book that talks about the tongue and the mouth, right, and right. what you speak. Yep, yep, that's exactly right. Go ahead, Rick. Right. It says, the tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. So one thing that I know that people have the hardest time controlling is the tongue. Is the tongue. That's yeah. right. You can control, I can even control my breath. Uh-huh. Better than I could control my tongue sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah, we just want to get that. We want to say something ugly just to get that momentary sense of satisfaction, uh-huh. not knowing we set something in motion, you know, because the person we offended, you know, uh, a week or two later exacts their revenge and, and just pile, you know, that creates a whole lot of negative circumstances in our lives that we could have avoided by not saying that one ugly thing. You know, your words are the only gift that you can never take back. Yeah. Once it's gone, it's gone. Mm -hmm. And the good, bad, either way, your words are gifts that you give to people. Mm -hmm. And once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. So the damage is done. Yeah, so make sure they're good gifts. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, you know, if we let a bad attitude influence our words, we might speak words that um, you know, these words could e- either set our life on a course of blessing or of fire. Mm-hmm. And if you murmur and complain, you know, and gripe, y- you may be setting your life on a course of your life on a course of fire. Right. Um, you know, like let's say that you use that analogy of your car breaking down. Now you can't go to work. Well, what if you're at work and you're just murmuring and complaining and you get fired? Now yeah. you have no job. You have no income. Wow. You know, now you're you're getting notices from the utility company. Oh, you know, we're going to sh- here's your shut off date. Right. You know, you're getting uh, eviction notices or maybe you're getting a foreclosure notice all because you had, you know, you allowed your that bad attitude to influence your words and your actions. How many times have you called customer service to deal with somebody and have noticed that you'll have two different experiences depending upon how you speak to them? Mm-hmm. I've called and have been hot, you know, just mm-hmm. upset about maybe my order wasn't right or whatever else, right? You get them on the phone, and if you just start lighting into them, it's like talking to a brick wall. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could say whatever you want to, and they may say, uh-huh, yes, sir, uh-huh. Oh, I'm so sorry, sir. And then at the mm-hmm. end of it, guess what? Nope, nothing resolved, right? right. Yeah. But I call them and say, 
Hey, how are you doing today? Be pleasant about it. This is the experience I had. Is there anything that you could do for me? All of a sudden, their attitude mimics your attitude as well. Mm-hmm. And all, by the time you're done, both of you are more friends than you are just, you know, saying acquaintances <laughs> on the phone. That's happened yeah. to me yeah. several times. Your words not only influence just, you know, people, but it influences your environment with it and your situation that's in there, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And you're right. How we speak could ultimately, you know, make or break the outcome of right. whatever we're in. Yeah, it can open up doors for you mm-hmm. or or it can it can burn down bridges. Yeah, that's exactly that's a good way to put it. I was yeah. I was looking for that right way to put that, Rick. That that's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And we see in Proverbs uh, chapter 18 verse 21 it says life and death are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat the fruit. Mm-hmm. Well, I preached on this quite a bit. Yeah, one of my favorite Bible verses right there. That's why we don't. We need to watch what we're confessing, exactly. as well as what we're complaining and murmuring. Whatever comes out of our yeah. mouth, we need to have the best filter in the world right between our two lips. Is what we exactly. need. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we we reap what we sow. So if we're constantly sowing negative actions and negative words, mm-hmm. we're going to reap a harvest of that. That's right. And the harvest is always a hundred times more, yeah. you know, than yeah. the, than what you planted. Yeah. So it, it'd be bad enough to plant one negative seed and get a hundred back. But what if you planted thousands of negative seeds? Can you imagine? How dark your life could get. Yeah, and we all know this one person that everything is just horrible. Ask them. Matter of fact, you stop asking them how they're doing. Because yeah. every how's your day going? Oh, man, oh, my back is killing me. And my head's been hurting for four days. And I don't know how I want to do this. Don't know how. To, and they just speak that. They confess that all the time. And mm-hmm. matter of fact, they end up talking themselves right into the grave. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I, I, I'm so glad that I got educated in a good Bible preaching church, Bible teaching church, that what I confess is what I possess. Mm -hmm. So if I possess negativity, my life is going to be negative. If I confess positivity, my life is going to be positive. And if you get a hold of this, if you get a hold of this right now, even when you, look, reality is still reality. Your car is broken down. But that doesn't mean you speak more and go, well, what's next? What, my house going to catch on fire? You yeah. Know? yeah, you're just inviting more that's stuff. That's right. That's right. You go, <laughs> hey, my house, my car is broke down, but thank you, Lord, my house is paid for. You know, mm-hmm. or my rent was paid this week, or my, yeah. my lights are still on, or that mm-hmm. my job is understanding, or my friend was able to give me a ride. Thank you, God, for these things. And you start confessing that positivity. Yeah. That's what you'll get in your life. You're mm-hmm. right. It'll, it'll put yeah. you in the grave or elevate you, one of the two. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a lot easier to deal with one negative thing than to have a bad attitude, and then you're just buried in an avalanche right. of negative things. That's exactly right. Yeah. And plus, nobody wants to be around you. That's just right. the truth of the matter. That's true. Nobody wants to be around anybody yeah. like that. Yeah. You, you suck the life out of them. The very people that may have been able to help you avoid you because you're just a downer. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so the first one thing we can do then is control our tongue. Yep. You know. Be careful what words we speak. And another thing is um, found in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. It says, Overthrowing arguments and every stronghold lifting itself up against the knowledge of God and taking captive every thought into the obedience of Christ. Mm-hmm. So when we're struggling with a bad attitude, we're going to have some, some negative thoughts. Yeah. You know, we're going to be tempted to say this, that, or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your words start with thoughts. Yeah. 
I was going to say, this probably needs to be reversed because of the fact that if you didn't think it, you wouldn't speak it. Right. So yeah. we need to make sure that our thoughts uh, ha- have the – because you're, you, you're going to have thoughts. Good, bad, neutral. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have all kind of thoughts that are gonna happen. You know, yeah. come through your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not about what thoughts pass through it. It's about which ones you let settle in. Right, right. fester That's and, right. And, and how you respond to those thoughts. That's exactly. So right. you know, all the all the uh, negative thoughts or evil thoughts uh, or ungodly thoughts, we need to take them captive to the obedience of Christ. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. If we let them fester, they're going to grow into arguments. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a bad attitude and you start letting these negative thoughts fester, they're going to grow into an argument where you're going to feel justified for being upset mm-hmm. and angry at this person, that person, at God. That's right. You know, so you allowed it to grow into an argument, yep. justifying your anger. Uh, and it's a lot harder to overthrow an argument than it is to control a thought, yep. a single thought. And heaven forbid we allow those arguments to fester into a stronghold. Yeah. It's a lot harder to tear down a stronghold than to overthrow an argument. That's right. And so just nip it in the bud. You know, take control of that thought to the obedience of, of Christ. Yeah. I taught a message one time entitled, um, is it, uh, I can't remember how I put this, but I, it was something along the lines of, uh, are you being rational or emotional? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we speak Based off our emotion, it's everywhere. It's, you're going to speak all kinds of craziness. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But if you'll speak out of the rationality of it, if you'll process your thoughts and say, now this is good, this is not, this is right, this is not, this is biblical, this is not biblical. And then sometimes I'll say, Satan, get behind me. <laughs> you know, I don't need to be thinking that stuff. Get behind me. Mm-hmm. Somebody cut me off, and all of a sudden I feel that welling anger coming up because I'm, you know, i, I I've got a little road rage history in the past, you know what I mean? And so it yeah. starts to fester up. That's the first thing I say. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. And thank goodness my wife knows me well enough. She can see it in my face, and she'll say it to me. Hey, uh-uh-uh. Don't do it, you know. And yeah. you'll bring that thought into captivity. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But anyway, all right. Well, that's a good point, Rick. Absolutely. Yep, thoughts yeah. before our words. Yeah. I'd like to point out, um, when you gave that message, you were also not only um, – did it pertain to thoughts, but it pertained to decision-making. That's correct. And, you know, that was the – shortly after that was the time when God told me to go, you know, get those new – you know, get a wheel alignment and that's all right. that. And, that's right. And I went through yeah. all that hassle. Well, it was get new tires and a wheel alignment, I think is what he told me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just one hassle after another. It was during the, the shutdown, you know, yeah. so I'm trying to find a place that selling tires was right. a big hassle and everything. And, you know, it's that little, little small voice that told me to do it. And I'm like, should I pay attention to it? Mm. I mean, nothing's nothing's working out. You know, maybe I could just ignore it and, right. and go on, you know. And, um, but, you know, not only was it inconvenient, it turned out to be very expensive because I had to have a wheel joint replaced. Mm-hmm. Okay. But as they drove the car onto the ramp and lifted it up, that wheel joint just shattered. Yeah. And if I right. had if I had lost my cool, yep. I, I mean, I had with all the inconveniences, and this was, you know, occurring over like three days, mm-hmm. costing me a lot of money. If I had got upset and just said, you know, the heck with it yep. and left, that wheel uh, joint could have disintegrated while I was driving That's home. That's right. That's right. And even worse, the following day, my wife and I were going to go on a trip to visit our daughter. What if it happened while we were on the road together? That's right. That's right. You know, so, exactly you know, right. so yeah, you know, uh, 
taking control of our emotions and our words, um, you know. Life if, and death. Yeah, life and death. That's right. You know, um, blessing or set on fire. That's right, blessing you know? or curse. That's yeah, right. I mean, that's a, that's a real-life example in my life Amen. of, of right. that actually playing out. And for once, I did the right thing. Yeah, well, hey, you know, that's, <laughs> hey, that's exactly right. And now now when you hear that little spirit, that little unction going on, yeah. it's a little easier to go, yes, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. remember that, yes, Lord. Yeah, and I mean, and it's a real tangible experience. You know, we all say, Lord, you saved my life because he spared us from hell, but we never experienced hell. Right. But this is a real-life, tangible experience where I could say, God, you saved my life. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's good, Rick. That's yeah. good. So what's our last piece here then? Well, I want to talk about one more thing. Um, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, it says, uh, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. So this tells us that Jesus is in the business of building his church. Yep. So he's trying to build it up and yeah. expand it. So if we go around murmuring and complaining about the church... You know, I don't go to church. They're all a bunch of hypocrites. Right. You know, murmuring, complaining about the pastor or the pastoral staff or this, that, or the other. We're tearing down right. what Jesus is trying to build up. That's right. We are actually working against our Lord Jesus. That's right. And it's even worse when you do it while you're sitting in the church. Attending yeah. the church, complaining about the pastor while you're attending the yeah. church. And I've seen that before. Oh, yeah, and it's, it's very destructive. Or even each other. Yeah, I mean that that in itself uh, will will uh, unsettle the flock. Oh yeah, and not only that though, but it's so discouraging to the pastor. That's right. That's right. You know, I equated to you have a bunch of apples. You ever done it? You got a whole bunch of apples. You put them together. Those apples, as long as they're all ripe, they'll stay ripe, right, all together. But if you were to take one rotten apple. It's already starting to get mold on it. Let's mm -hmm. just say you put it right in the middle of those other ones. Mm -hmm. That will start spreading to everyone else around it like that. Yeah. And that's what happens with negativity in a church like that. Yeah, that's exactly. exactly right. It that's sure exactly does. Right. Um, and we see in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11, it says, Therefore, encourage one another yes. and build one another up, that's right. just as you also are doing. Yep. So that's the attitude we're supposed to have towards Jesus' bride. That's right. He loves his bride. That's right. I mean, uh, imagine if you insulted a man's wife whom he loved very much. Mm -hmm. You can get a poke in the nose, right? Right. That's right. Um, now, imagine uh, insulting the bride that Jesus loves so very much, mm -hmm. you know, murmuring and complaining against, you know, the bride of Christ or against a child of God or a minister. Yeah. I mean, God takes that personally. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, he does. You know, and, you know, and that's not what we're supposed to do in church when we come together in fellowship. We're supposed to encourage one another. Right. Edify and, each other. Yeah. And build one another up. That's exactly right. Uh, and it says that also in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26. And then shall we say, what then shall we say, brothers? When you come together, everyone has a psalm or a teaching, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. All of these must be done to build up the church. Yep, that's right. So that's when we come together. That's what we're supposed to be doing is building up the church, yep. not tearing it down with murmuring and complaining. Amen. That's yep. exactly right, Rick. Yep. That's exactly right. So to recap, you know, we all have uh, rough days. We all go through uh, tough seasons, and we can develop a bad attitude. You know, uh, one one thing we can do is get in the presence of God on a regular basis and get a refreshing to help us through those times. Um, but if we allow that bad attitude to race through our veins like a fiery venom of a snake 
and it com you know we allow it to uh, compel us to murmur and complain and say negative things, then we're snake bit. So if we if we get into that position, what we need to do as soon as possible is to repent, yep, confess. And look to Jesus. Amen. That's exactly right, Rick. Well, folks, I hope that we lifted you up throughout this series. I hope that you got something out of it and that you uh, you were edified by it. I know that I was here. And it's a good reminder to us that to, uh, to not let our emotional mind, thoughts, and tongue run amok. Amen? Amen. Well, I'll tell you what, Rick. I, I enjoyed it as always. Uh, folks, I hope you have too. Stick around. We'll end up kicking off another new series after this, I'm sure. But uh, until that happens, God bless you. We love you. And Rick? Prepare your heart for the coming revival. Amen. Amen.